gentlemen, welcome to America's Auto Enthusiast Program. This is Auto World. And now, here's your host, Bob Long. Welcome, everybody. Thank you very much for joining me here for another hour of Auto World. In this hour of the program, of course, it's time for our visit with uh, Dan Watson. He's the certified lubrication ex- uh, technician expert. He is the man when it comes to, to all things lubrication and all things in the realm of AMSOIL, where he is one of the largest AMSOIL dealers in all of North America, but more than 25 years of experience. He's done a tremendous amount of YouTube videos on subjects and appeared on many different radio shows, but we we so enjoy having him with us each and every week at this very same time. If you'd like to call in and talk to Dan, we'd love to hear from you live at 855-660-4261, 855-660-4261, or via the email to me, bob at autoworldradio.com, or you can email Dan directly at uh, danwatson at thelubepage.com. And if you haven't visited the Lube page, I recommend you do so ASAP because there's lots of uh, cool information there. So now we go to the guest lines and, and welcome the man himself, our certified lubrication specialist, Dan Watson. Dan, thanks for your time. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Bob. Looks like uh, for some reason here on Sunday evenings as we start to talk, it starts to rain, so it's time to come down again. But uh, that's normal. I mean, we live in uh, the beautiful state of Florida, and once in a while it has to rain, so it's raining now. Exactly. It's a bit of a rainy period of late, but and that's also all part of where we live, Dan. So I know you're constantly getting questions from folks, and I'm wondering, uh, kind of in general, what are you being asked about the most recently? Well, there's some topics that that keep coming up, and I think it's because they worry people, and they're not sure what it all means. And we've talked about it already a couple times on the radio, but, (coughs) excuse me, It's worth uh, talking about again. Uh, I've had a lot of people that are concerned with this low-speed pre-ignition, referred to as LSPI, low-speed pre-ignition. It is something to be concerned about, but only if you have a direct-injected gasoline engine. And that's a pretty small percentage of people out there right now. It's a a successful engine. It's the EcoBoost from Ford, and there's various other models that tell you they're direct-injected, but that's one of the trade names I can think of right off the bat is the EcoBoost. And these engines are they have an injector that injects directly into the cylinder like a diesel rather than uh, putting it into the induction. So they can either be direct-injected or induction-injected. Induction means that they put the injectors in the actual manifold for the intake manifold for the air that comes in, and that's how you get the fuel-air mixture coming into the cylinders by putting the injector in that induction path path, excuse me, for air that comes into the cylinder. Now, these direct-injected engines, 
they're powerful engines and they're 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 proving their metal as far as performance but they do bring up some problems and this uh, low speed pre-ignition is one of those problems now what do you do about it if you're a consumer and you own one of these vehicles well it is a uh, product of gasoline and engine oil uh, mixing and then getting slung back up into the cylinder and actually igniting before the spark plug is supposed to be setting it off. So you have to have oil that will not participate in this phenomenon. And how you know you've got the right oil, they've helped us out on this, is the current gasoline engine oil classification from the API, American Petroleum Institute, is S as in Sam and N as in November. And the way you'll know that it will not participate in LSPI is they put a plus on it. So it's called SN plus. If you have SN plus, hey, plus means you're you're above the deficit. You're in good shape. So <laughs> you won't have LSPI. That's the simplest thing to tell people. Just make sure you're running an SN plus rated engine oil and you will not be concerned with LSPI. Now, Bob, to put some seriousness into this, uh, if that LSPI is bad enough and it pre, the pre-ignition is at the wrong point on that piston uh, and connector rod, you can break a connector rod at the uh, uh, connector bolt that holds that uh, rod or at the pin that is in the bottom of the piston where the the rod is connected. You can break it, and it's happened. So uh, you want to make sure you're getting a quality engine oil that is SN+. Now, that's the number one thing I've been bugged about since we talked about it on the radio. Um, I continue to get questions about uh, is, you know, 20-weight oil going to protect my car? And considering that now I'm getting questions about where can I find zero W16 oil. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to get over this aversion to thin oil, I think. It's just not going <laughs> to go away. Those old-timers like me uh, and my compadres from the, the 60s, driving cars in the 60s, we're just going to have to get over it. They're going to make thinner oil whether we like it or not. So uh, that comes up a lot. And uh, recently I've had some questions, Bob, about uh, antifreeze, and that's something that we haven't talked about much on the air, but uh, maybe we'll look a little where in the future, and I'll, we'll do a little segment or two on the different kind of antifreeze and why it's important to you. I will say this about it before we move on, is that more cars every year fail due to rusted out water ports than they do to any other type of failure, and that's because... Wow. Well, yeah, antifreeze is just one of those things that is forgotten about. Yeah, it's in there. It's in the coolant, you know. Nobody thinks about it. And once it loses its ability to stop rust, rust can get pretty aggressive in an engine because it's just, as you know, it's just what we call cold steel. It's not like some rust-resistant aluminum or stainless steel. It's just good old iron and carbon-based steel. And once you get water and steel and oxygen together, you can get some pretty rapidly working corrosion. So antifreeze is real important. 
I mean, it's just real important, and it, it's kind of forgotten. People don't think much about it, but it's really important to your engine. So I know we're headed up on our first break here in a few seconds. So I think that's most of the things that I, you know, the, the top items that I've been hit on for the past couple of weeks. I get asked about everything, but those are the ones that come to mind. And people can just, you know, they need to feel free to ask these questions and put them in on my uh email or into my website and ask them because you you never get an answer unless you ask your question and of course uh, dan you're you've got your telephone ready to to take calls from listeners sometimes i know you get so busy that may take a day or so to get back but why don't you make sure and give out your telephone number as well yes it's always available at 800 370 2986 and my email is kind of easy it's my name dan watson at the lube so pretty easy to get to and that website the you can put in a question there too the phones are ringing and that means there's calls coming in at 855-660-4261 i'm bob long thanks for being here we'll be right back Broadcasting from the middle of Corvette Boulevard and Stingray Avenue, this is Auto World with your host, Bob Long. We're so happy that you are with us here today, listening on that very same radio station, or if you're listening online at GCNlive.com. Thanks for being here. This is the hour in which we talk to our our oil expert, our certified lubrication expert with over 25 years worth of experience, Dan Watson. He's the CEO of The Lube Page, one of the largest AMS oil distributors in all of North America. And when it comes to all lubrication, there's nobody knows as much as Dan. Dan is the man as far as I'm concerned. So you're ready for some questions, Dan? Yeah, I think we just try to get right to those and see if we can work our way through them. All right, great. First question comes from Chris in Traverse City, Michigan, WMKT area. And uh, he has a 2005 BMW M4. I had the pleasure of just driving one of those for a week a couple of years ago. This one is equipped with the S55 motor. That's the inline BMW 6 with a twin turbo. Which Amsoil product should I use? Amsoil's website says Euro Full SAP 5W40. But I'm not familiar with SAP requirements of this engine and BMW went to Shell dumping Castrol as of January of this year. The BMW dealer says use the BMW oil that is 0W30. A little bit of confusion there. Yeah, and he's wanting to know uh, which Amsoil should he use and, and all this. See, here's an explanation because uh, we've got other uh, listeners out there that drive these European cars. The European organization that would match up like our API, American Petroleum Institute, 
the designated letters are A-C-E-A. And it's French. And I'm going to give it the English translation. It means uh, the A is for association, C is for construction, E is for European, and A is for automobile. So the association of to construct European cars, basically. But it's in French. That's where it comes from. All right, so here's the thing. They specify the same kind of things that our API does, but they have five levels of oil certifications for gasoline and they used to have as many as seven for diesel, but you knock a couple of those out now as antiquated, no longer used, so about five also. But we have one in, in America for diesel and one for, well, we have two for diesel now, but and one for gasoline. API says, hey, you can use SN or now SN plus and everything, right? Well, when you get over into these European cars where you have these high-performance BMWs and these really high-performance Mercedes and uh, the, uh, what are they, the, not Ferraris, but there's another, I can't think of it, Maseratis, Ferraris, all those cars. Anyway, they're going to have sure. different specifications than the, than, you know, the Yugo from, uh, <laughs> 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 wherever that, Yugoslavia, right? Whatever. So they put big, big specifications on different cars and, and you got to meet those. It's called the ACEA specs. Now, for this, BMW, this 2015 BMW with this high-performance twin-turbo engine, uh, what the BMW's oil, the 0W30, that they're talking about using, has to meet some ACEA specs for intense operation. Now, in our American oils, there are some numbers that we can cross over, and we can actually end up some of our oils being certified to meet these ACEA and then on the other hand, a company like Amsoil and, and Mobil and, and some others now actually have European auto oil that you can buy that would carry these specs because we have that many European autos running around in the United States. And he asked about what he should do with, as far as Amsoil, the BMW says use a 0W30. Well, there's a 0W30 in our signature series oils that he could use. But we have a, this hidden gem for these high-performance cars that for my money I would use, and that's our original Amsoil 10W40, because see, this car actually can use anything from 0W30 to 10W40 in its specifications based on you know temperature ranges and all that stuff that you're operating in. But the thing about this 10W40 original Amsoil, it's our severe duty, high performance 10W40 oil, is that it is uh, loaded up with high zinc and phosphorus. Now, why do we even worry about that in this modern engine? It's because it's got two turbos. And these twin turbos are going to require the best protection possible. One of my shops that I deal with, they have had a rash of BMW turbo failures. And they know that they've been running the oil that would be okay, an American oil that would be okay with BMW. But it really isn't. They think it is, but it probably, I did this research for them, probably won't meet these ACEA specs that BMW is calling for. And when we, uh, when I worked with them and, and we put this 10W40 in, there, there's, not a BMW, there's not a BMW with a high-performance turbo in it yet that's had any problem when it runs at 10W40. It's a, it's a tough, high-performance, 
severe duty oil that's got all the protections to protect this level of performance that they're pulling out of this BMW twin turbo engine. And that's the key there is twin turbo. So here's the deal. If you've got a uh, European auto out there, especially if it's turbocharged, uh, you do yourself a favor and send your information into my website and ask me what we'd recommend because quite honestly, you just you cannot rely upon the the American oil specs to protect that car. You have to find oils that truly meet the European auto specs to protect that engine. Oh, it'll run, seem to run fine, but at 60,000 miles or so, the turbo may be clattering because the you got so much play in the bearing and it's, it's starting to wear out that the clearances aren't holding up and it's just before flying apart. So very expensive uh, component to replace. And you don't have to worry about replacing it at all if you run the real oil that will meet the spec. And, yes, you could just go to BMW and tell them to protect your car by putting the European oil that they have in their dealership, and most of them will have an oil that is BMW certified. And BMW is a very strict company. If you put the dealership's oil in there, it's going to protect it, and you're going to pay for it. it it's going <laughs> to be cheap having the guys change oil down at the BMW place, I promise you. So if that doesn't matter to you, that's one way to stay completely out of trouble. If you're not sure otherwise, another way is to go to thelooppage.com and say, hey, Dan, I got a such and such a BMW. What would you recommend? Or I got a high-performance uh, Mercedes or I got a, a Peugeot with a turbo. What would you recommend? Because... You have to protect those engines. They're beautiful engines, but they take high-spec oil. That's some really great advice. We'll take a pit stop for some important messages. And when we come back on the other side, we've got a question from Steve in Illinois, and we can get you in as well. 855-660-4261. This and now, back to the show with the highest octaves, Auto World and your host, Bob Law. Dan Watson is with the CEO of Balloon Page, certified lubrication specialist with more than 25 years worth of experience. Dan was also in the U.S. Navy where he was a nuclear propulsion specialist and just has more knowledge than anybody I know. And he's also one of the largest Amsoil dealers in all of North America. So uh, you can save money having it uh, going through Dan, and Dan can have it delivered right to your door. So you can email him up or give him a call about that. We got a question from Steve in Cairo, Illinois. According to Honda, they say change the oil every 10,000 miles or one year, specifying 5W20. Being a first-time Amsoil user, I'm leaning towards the 5W20XL. Should I follow Honda or Amsoil for the interval? And Steve will help you out. Well, here's the thing on that the last question he's got there. Should he follow Honda or Amsoil? Now, if you're looking at standard oils, you always follow Honda, follow the manufacturer. Now, when you have an oil company 
that will provide you with an engine oil and provide you with a warranty that that oil can be used for a longer drain interval than that is recommended by the manufacturer, then you're pretty covered and backed up. Uh, the truth is there's nobody else doing that other than hand oil. There was Quaker State years ago had a thing that they'd, they would warrant your engine if you did 3,000-mile oil changes and you could certify that you were doing it with Quaker State, they would give you a 200,000-mile warranty. If you change that oil every 3,000 miles, that they're going to say your engine's going to last, right? Now, the problem with <laughs> that is, is that, uh, quite frankly, anybody could give you a, a warranty if you were changing oil literally every 3,000 miles. Because we have never said at Amazon that you can't find an oil that will last 3,000 miles. That's such a pittance. That's like, uh, you know, Michelin tire company saying, oh, there's no way you can find an oil out there. I mean, a tire out there that will last 20,000 miles. Of course you can, okay? But you have to step up if you want a tire to go 80,000 or 100,000 miles. So the thing about this is is that uh, we recommend right now for that XL oil he's talking about, that's our intermediate range oil that's good for one year, 12,000 miles. And I highly recommend that if he drives the miles, that that's important to him, to go on to the 12,000 miles. We're going to put a ironclad uh, warranty that backs that up, that that oil's not going to fail during that period of time or cause any damage or be related to any damage in the engine. So, But if he's leery of that, then stick with the 10,000 and use the XL. Not much difference between 12 and 10, but... You know, you can get that extra 2000 if you want. Now, let's just talk for just a second, Bob, about the fact that everybody throws these numbers out there. This oil is good for 4000 That oil is good for five. The guys out at the Jiffy Lube are telling you to change it every three. Some manufacturers saying go 7500 Are all these people, you know, standing next to a wall with a big dart board that's measured with these and they just throw darts? Or where are they coming up with all these numbers? And... I would caution our listeners to understand that almost a number of these, you'd be just as accurate as throwing at that dartboard because nobody in any of our current automotive applications calls for 3,000 mile oil changes. All these new cars are anywhere from 5,000 to 7,500 miles on high quality engine oil. And some, like Toyota, that has now gone to synthetic, bumper-to-bumper, they do 10,000-mile oil changes. And if you go into European autos, they have everything from 7,500 to 12,000 miles right in the owner's manual. So there's got to be something that we're using to know where to set these mileage changes. And that's, that's the key thing. When do you change oil? Why do you change oil? Well, you don't change oil just because the... Uh, odometer hits a certain mileage. You're using the mileage so that you would stay within the parameters of how long you think the oil can go under certain conditions. And how would you? why would you condemn oil? Well, if it got too thick or too thin, got too dirty, if the anti-wear additive package was gone and didn't have any anti-wear stuff left, if the antioxidant in it was gone and it was sludging up and making a lot of crud in the engine, 
If it was heavily contaminated with fuel, uh, there's a number of what they call condemnation limits that you put on oil. And that's the chemical side that is what you really change oil for, not because the odometer hit a certain number. What the manufacturers do is they, they pretty much conservatively guess. They go, well, under the worst conditions uh, with this engine and our testing and what we've done, if, if you keep it to 5,000 miles, uh, with a quality engine oil that meets our requirements, like GM has its Dexos requirements. Uh, if they use that and they don't exceed 5,000 miles, then we have a 90% confidence factor that the oil will go that far. Okay, good. That's what they set the mileage on. So what does Amsoil do? Well, Amsoil engineers the oil so that in all the testing, under all the severe conditions that you can do with about every kind of engine that's on the road uh, over a period of time, you're able to look at all of the the oil analysis, the actual chemical analysis of the oil, and you're able to say, in these 100 test vehicles, the oil was good in every one of these vehicles at our stated mileage, no matter what they did. Okay, then that's a pretty good mileage. Now, what actually happens is they're usually good for up to 50% further than what Amsoil recommends. That's what you call a safety factor. If all the engine oils ran and they all ran well for, didn't have any failed for 18,000 miles, then if you set the limit at 12,000, you have a good safety factor that means even when the unexpected and the craziness happens, the oil will still be there. So this is not a uh, specific science. But the real way to set mileage limits is by field testing and oil analysis and then engineering the additive package in the base stocks in the oil that they will not wear out in that period of time. It's kind of like when you make a tire. You say, well, I've got to have a certain stiffness of the rubber. I've got to have a certain depth of the tread. I've got to consider how long the tire will last if it's run at low pressure, at high pressure, if it's run on ice and snow, if it's run on hot Arizona asphalt, all these kind of things to get an idea of just how long that tire is going to last. One of the things that helps with tires, though, is you can look right at the tread <laughs> and do your own visual inspection. But with oil, you're depending upon the analysis and the history and the confidence that the company that went to all the trouble to put that recommendation on it actually has a proven track record. And now Amsoil's been doing this extended drain stuff since 1971. That's a long time. And they got several million customers that would say, you know what, it's never failed me. This is good stuff. And over that period of 45, 47 years now, uh, it's uh, it's been a proven product. So that's what I say when people ask me about mileage on things is, yeah, you can, if you're really uneasy, stick with the manufacturer's recommendation. But if you want to trust a company for extended drain intervals, Anvil's got the history behind it to prove it. Now, Mobile's got their new uh, annual oil change recommended for 20,000 miles. I mean, it's one of the largest companies in the world, and they're recommending an extended drain, something that we've been doing since 1971. So I guess you could say our theories have proven. 
Well, we're up against break time when we come back on the other side more with our good friend Dan Watson. And don't forget, we've got time for your questions. Email us at bob at boblongradio.com or dan at thelupage.com. This is Auto World. I'm Bob Long. Don't go away. Hey, it's Billy F. Gibbons from ZZ Top, and you're listening right here to Auto World. is Auto World, and uh, we've got our go-to guy when it comes to lubrication. We're learning all kinds of things, if not an appearance that Dan has on the program here that I certainly learned something, and we're certainly hoping that you guys are learning as well. So let's go to another question. This one's from Georgia, and it's a diesel question. What AMS oil would you recommend for a 2017 Ford Power Stroke Diesel, that's becoming a popular choice. Well, here's the thing. Uh, there's a new rating. All these diesel oils start with a C. We were at a CJ4, <coughs> was the classification by the American Petroleum Institute for diesel, and recently in 2017 we went to CK4. Uh, Ford actually was unhappy with the formulation to begin with. They said that what was required, they weren't real happy that the oil completely met everything they wanted in these power strokes. Uh, in due time, they've come around and said the CK4 will be satisfactory in their engine. Here's what I would tell our folks out there if you got a power stroke. Hey, just go to, <laughs> go and look at the Amsoil website and check out the new Max Duty Diesel Oil from Amsoil that has six times the industry standard for anti-wear protection for your engine. Six times by the Detroit Diesel Anti-Scuffing Wear Test that's done. Uh, that's just a remarkable, it's the best diesel oil I've ever made. And uh, if you want the very best thing for one of these turbocharged diesels, whether it's a Duramax Power Stroke or a Cummins Turbo Diesel, I highly recommend that oil. Now, it's important, though, for this question, we'll go through this quickly because we've got some left to get through, that you use CK4 rated diesel engine oil, okay? Very important. Mm -hmm. It's got to do with a whole bunch of complicated exhaust systems and all that goes with it. We don't have time to get into that in detail with the time we have left in the hour, but it's important for these diesels that you use CK4 2017 in later diesel engines. Let's just see if we can do a speed run through the next question, Bob. Let's see what the next one is. This is Bill in Colombia, and uh, Bill asks, what is the difference between 20W50 and 5W30 oils? I think 20W50 gives more protection, so why should I run it in all my cars? Well, this is the question, like I said earlier in the show, when I was just kind of joking about the fact that, you know, the old geezers like me have to get used to these thinner oils and running 50 weights and 40 weights like we did, you know, 40 years ago. Here's the thing. First, you need to understand what those numbers mean. 
we've had a little school on that on this radio show a few times, but that first number with the W, the 20W, 15W, 5W, 10W, 0W, just consider the W stands for winter. That is the cold flow performance of the oil. And the smaller the number, the better it can perform in ever colder weather. In other words, a 10W will flow at colder temperatures than a 20W, and a 0W will flow at colder temperatures than either one of the others, 5W, 10W, 15W, or 20W. So that first number's all got to do with winter weather, making sure that that oil will begin to flow, protect your engine when you're trying to start it up and it's below zero and it's so cold and you're having a hard time. Now the second number is the actual operational viscosity or thickness of the oil at 212 degrees. That's where it's measured. So I know that a 20W50 means that it's kind of the poorest performing winter rating, 20W, and 50 is that it's pretty doggone thick at 212 degrees. And I know that a 5W30 is going to perform a whole lot better in the winter and that it's thinner 212 degrees than the 50 weight. Okay, so knowing and setting those in general as the parameters, 50 weight oil would provide a lot of protection. There's no doubt about that. But the problem is it's thick enough to create what they call a hydraulic resistance to movement, meaning when it's in very tight areas, it's hard to squeeze it around and move it around. And it'll actually cost you, goodness, it can cost you 10% fuel economy in these modern uh, small high-performance engines that get such fuel economy. You could lose 10%. And actually, it, it flows so poorly through these tight areas that your bearings might actually be a little starved for oil because they have very small pinholes that the oil flows into the bearing surfaces to keep those parts lubricated and separated. And that 50-weight oil would have to virtually get so hot to thin down enough to flow through those holes that your bearings might be running 50 to 75 degrees hotter than they would with a 30-weight oil. And, of course, the higher heat and over time, you're going to have some problems. So 50-weight oil is a thing of the past for these modern cars. We're down, Mm -hmm. we're talking about 16-weight coming out, much less 50-weight. Had to get our head screwed on straight. Um, A good... 20 weight synthetic at elevated temperatures, let's say your engine is running at its normal 205 degree thermostatic temperature, meaning the oil is running about 240 and under any kind of severe operation, heavy air conditioning, real hot day, you're in Phoenix, Arizona, whatever's going on, you might be 260, 270, 280. That 20 weight synthetic will be maintaining about as much protection has a 50-weight petroleum under those conditions because that 50-weight petroleum is beginning to really start to thin under those elevated temperature ranges. So you can have confidence in the thinner oils, but they have to be better at handling temperature. And that's why I tell 
everybody that's running 20-weight oil, whether it's 520 or 0W20, that you need to be running a quality synthetic engine oil when you're into 20-weight oils. You can still, in all honesty, get by with 3,000-mile oil changes with a 30-weight oil uh, in the cars of the 2000 vintage. But when you start getting into these cars that are manufactured with tight clearances for 20-weight for oils, you're riding on the margin, and you have to be careful, and you have to make sure that you run a really high-quality performance 20-weight oil. So let's let that one go with that, Bob, and see if we can get this last one in. Yeah, good idea, Dan. This one is a good question. It comes from Pennsylvania, and it's from Mark. And he writes, Hi, Dan. I use AMSOIL Signature Series 5W20 on a 2017 Kia Sportage equipped with a 2.4-liter GDI engine. So that is a diesel engine. But is that the recommended oil? But the manual suggests that I can use 5W30 in the same temperature range. Wouldn't it be better to go with the 5W30? Because of fuel is... Because of oil dilution, fuel oil dilution, I think. Yeah, because of fuel and oil dilution. I I have 15,000 miles on the car now. That's not that many miles to be having that kind of issue. Well, his question, the basis of his question is, would it be better with 530 or 520 in this 2.4 liter gasoline direct injected engine? And here's the truth. Yeah, go to the 5W30. They're finding out that they have more fuel leakage from those injectors in these engines than they first anticipated. Fuel leaking into your uh, oil will cause the oil to get thinner. So you have that 5W30, it's going to make sure that you are at least running around with a 20-weight oil because you started with a 30. But if you start with a 20 and you get very much fuel dilution, you could be getting pretty doggone thin. And you want to, it allows you to run the 5W30, so run the 5W30. By the way, run a good quality synthetic that can handle some fuel dilution, okay, because Unfortunately, you start running direct-injected gasoline engines, you start getting the same problems that they've had for years with diesel engines, which is fuel contamination and those kind of things. So it's something that you have to expect, and you run a little bit thicker oil so that you can uh, be sure that if you get any of that fuel leakage, you get 1% or 2% fuel contamination in the oil, it's not going to thin to a level which you would be uncomfortable with. You start with that 30 going to give you protection. That's all the time we got, Bob. Well, great job as usual, Dan. Everybody visit thelubepage.com. Give out that 800 number one more time. 800-370-2986. There he is, the man himself, Dan Watson. Thank you, Dan.